Keep drinking alcohol. Cheers. Yo, this is the Lonely Stoner Podcast. I'm with my boy Blake. Addison Maps. Whoa. Full government. Bro, I've never known your middle name. You bullshit me, bro. You bullshit me. Cut the cut it off. Cut it off. I'm going home. Cut it off. Yo, this is the Lonely Stoner Podcast. Blake just left. We had a moment, and I, I genuinely forgot his middle name. We ain't no fucking moment. I'm sorry, Blake. The I'm fuck sorry. is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I, I know your middle name. thought it was Alan. Marcel? Well, mm, anyway, reason being why, uh, I, I, I just knew it was a Texas city, bro. It was a Texas city. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Facts. Addison. I mean, hey. Alan. As long as you remember, wait, oh, that's why you're about to say Alan. Grapevine. I just knew it started with the A. Blake Austin Maps. You said Grapevine. Armorio. Armorio? How do you pronounce Amarillo? Amarillo. How do you pronounce it in Spanish, though? The L's make a Y sound, right? Amarillo. I don't fucking know how to pronounce that shit in Spanish. No you know disrespect. What? Let's just start over one more time. One more time. No, no more starting <laughs> you over. Sure? You already forgot my middle name. Okay. That was bad enough. No going back. Fuck it. Blake, how you fucking been, bro? Bro, man, today, today is the date. The date? What is today's date? It uh, is February 5th. Happy Black History Sunday, Month. Sunday, Black History Month every month. I don't know what he on. Whoa. But, um, bro, Kyrie just got traded to the Dallas Mavericks, y'all. You want to talk about that? And we, we in Dallas. And, um, let me tell y'all, man, we, we lit over here on this end. This uh, this what we needed. I ain't gonna even lie to you. Yeah, do you think we're we're like gonna go to the championship now? I ain't gonna say we going to the championship, bro. But I'm definitely gonna say we gonna make a deep playoff run. Mm. Cause, bro, last year we made it to the to the conference finals. Yeah. So like you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like I really feel like, I mean, of course we missed some pieces. We're gonna be missing some pieces a little bit, but I think Kyrie makes up those pieces, bro. He's just too elite. He can dribble. He can cross over. He can shoot. In this season alone, in the fourth quarter, he's been showing up like in a major way, bro. Do you think Luka is the new uh, flagship player for Dallas? Kind of like what Dirk was. I think Luka is low key going to be the next. Like they're trying to. They're trying to like. It's out of Luka and John Morant, who they're trying to like really give the key to. You know, it's like be but the who's face. from the Grizzlies? Let's. It's Ja. But like, I'm talking about for Dallas. <laughs> oh, what you mean? Yeah, like, is Luca our version of Dirk right now? Of course. Yeah, he's a superstar. Superstar caliber player. Foreign superstar. Foreign. That's true too. He is foreign. Yeah. There is a lot of Europeans though balling in the NBA. That's because maybe they just. 
gotten easier and they've learned the game. It slows down. But for Luca though, man, I'm good, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but for Luca though, bro, it's crazy because, like, man, I mean, he's been playing, you know, since he was young, dude. Like, he's been in it for a while. Like, he's been playing professional sports since he was 13. Like, even overseas. You think there's a pressure from kids, from parents to kids, wanting them to play sports? Yes. Like, do you think it's the parents living through the children? That too, man. Um, I I just feel like, bro, it can kind of go either or, man, because if you talk to, like, a lot of professional athletes, I feel like, of course, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I want my son or my daughter to kind of follow me and you know, have that work ethic and have that drive that I got. Yeah. But it's also, too, like, hey, like, they got to go in their own way. Yeah. You know? I mean, whether they play, keep playing the same sport or not. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, I mean, I know as far as whenever I have children, man, it's just going to be, hey, like, I'm going to show them things. And I'm definitely going to put them in team sports. Yeah. To show them that, you know, you got to work together at one point. It is definitely good for uh it's child's just, development. Yeah, bro. It's just it's just certain traits, bro. Yeah. That you can that you get taught. Like Three especially sports. oh dude. Like, I remember getting whooped all the time, bro, in Little League football. Like it was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. But I wasn't good. Had to get better some way. Do you think there is too much of an emphasis on sports within the black community as a way out or as a way of success? Yes, and I would say yes only because, man, like, you know, man, you know how difficult it can get for, like, certain families in different areas and situations for everybody, bro. So, like, whenever you see, you know, when you hear John Morant talk about, yeah, man, you know, me and my dad, we just play basketball in my backyard, like, every day, and I just kept being strong and kept being committed, working hard. And now, like, him and his dad got a house next to each other. Like, he bought his dad a whole brand new house next to him. Like, now they next-door neighbors type. But why... I mean, it's just a certain example. I don't mean to cut you off, but why do you think there is such an emphasis on those as that? Like, why do you think there's such an emphasis on sports as a means of a way out compared to traditional trades or traditional educations or whatever, like... You know, like like in the black community, we don't get as much glamour if we go to school to be a doctor versus... You know what I'm saying? It feels like... I'm not saying... It, okay, at least in my perspective. No, I understand for you sure. You know, yeah. within the family, yeah, of course they're proud of their kid mm-hmm. if they, like, graduate and become a doctor. Mm-hmm. But as far as an actual community, you don't see as much praise given to those people as you do our entertainers, our athletes. Right. And that's, I mean, and that's because, man, like, at the end of the day, people see that as a way out, you know? Like, they see entertainment, they see, like, the fame, the money, and they're just like, oh, like, I want that, you know? But, you know, hey, you know, all money ain't good money, and all publicity ain't good publicity, you know? So, whenever it is coming to, like, that state of mind, whenever you have, man, because, like, I'm going to tell you right now, bro. People see sports, bro. Like, as a kid, like, you see sports as, like, a way out. Yeah. Like, you see sports just as, like, a kind of a getaway. Like, you've probably been playing this sport, like, majority of your life. You've been having fun. 
You think it's because it's something? Because, you know, if you're playing a sport, then more than likely you like the sport, right? Right. And, like, there's that idea where if you're doing something that you like, it's not really work. So you think, do you mm. think that is it that that is that what appeals to us like as kids and why we put such a like why why we why we have such a dream mentality you know what I mean? It's just more like so of making it into the league. It's just whether it's just it's just something that you really just gotta be passionate about. I feel like man, like you gotta have like just no other kind of distractions and you gotta be full on. Just willing to go for it, man. Not even full on willing to go for it, but also like just knowing who you are as a person and knowing that like if you could lose the game and still be the same person you are, you know. And I feel like that's what's hard for a lot of people because you can see that now, even in high school, man. Like I was watching actually it's a funny video. I wish I could pull it up. I think I, I could find I, it I on can, my phone. I might be able to pull it up if it's on YouTube. Um this one uh this one college kid he was talking about, he was like, like precisely, I think he didn't go to Alabama, but he was like, man, he's like, bro, I'm playing sports. Like, he's like, I'm here only in college because I'm going to school. Like, I'm playing here. I'm here because I want to play football. He was like, I could go on the street. And he was like, I'm in these business classes and shit. He was like, I can go on the street and talk to this drug dealer and he can give me the knowledge I need on a lot more other shit than like what these professors are giving me. And I'm just kind of thinking to myself, like, yeah, but it's a lot more into it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. a lot more other things. I mean, but it ain't that much more. And, and see, that's one thing that's always been kind of weird, not to, like, digress, but I think this is where... It's just discredited. Yeah, to an extent. But, like, it's always been more appealing, like, drug dealer lifestyle, especially, like, to us, like, you know? Especially when they make movies about it and shit like that. Like, Goodfellas and... Like, I don't know about you, but mafia culture has always appealed to me. Like, it, is, it is pretty dope. Yeah. And it's it's a thing that you see with that usually it's glamorized or over-glamorized. But we never see, like, the... I mean, of course, in, like, movies like Scarface, we see, like, the tragedy of it. Yeah. But 9 out of 10, you see a lot of other movies where it's not that bad or the guy barely makes it out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like Goodfellas. Yeah, exactly. So, like, my thing is, is, like... Between making it as an athlete or even being like a trap king, bro, like hustle is hustle. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. I feel like. At the end of the day. If you're a fucking drug dealer and like if you're like you could be a shitty drug dealer and it's not the fucking weed. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever you're selling. True. The the thing is, is it's just you're, you're, you're get it. You know what I mean? Are you hungry? What are you doing that's going to. Separating you from like the other dude down yeah. the street, you know what I'm saying? Whether you go lower in price or whether you make deliveries, whatever the case may be. Now you take that same fucking structure and you apply it to a business, like a legitimate business. Then why can't you be a millionaire? Like you can't. Or well, you do see drug dealers going from like rags to riches. Yeah, excuse me, <laughs> like illegal to legal. Right, and it's crazy too to think about that, man, because. When you see a lot of, like, rappers now and, like, kind of, like, the way their career's gone, like, it's definitely some money laundering going on somewhere. Oh, no, no cap, no cap. Like, <laughs> but, bro, it's it's crazy how, like, they can make that happen. Like, it's just washing the dirty money, man. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that, like, it's, I, I kind of started watching BMF a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm on like, episode five still. You look at that shit and you just wonder how like much of that went on within other like record oh, groups, dude. like like Death Row. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? And like you take that because like to me that's no different than mafia culture. Like the mafia going somewhere and like squeezing down a business in order to like secure funds for the organization or some shit like that. Like hey, you want our protection? Then blah 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 blah. Okay, you have a record group that sits here. Hey, join Death Row. And then you're going to sign this contract. No if fans buts about it. And, like, you get Vanilla Iced. You know what I mean? Mm. You, you know the story of Vanilla Iced, bro? Uh, ah, man. Yeah, it, it was a long time ago whenever I saw some, like, kind of um, talking about it. But didn't he get screwed out? Like, you got screwed, his right? deal? Like, all his, all his earnings and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's tragic. You got screwed bad. Eminem about Vanilla Ice and money. To speed things up on the Lonely Stoner. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? That's what that? He extorted Vanilla Ice out of three million? Yes, bro. Check this out. Shug came to me uh, at the Palm restaurant first and just sat down and said hello. He was kind of nice, you know. It was kind of scared us because he was really intimidating. I had like six or seven guys with him that looked like a football team. Uh, we couldn't figure out what the whole deal was, you know. Hello, whatever, you know. And uh, he came again at another restaurant, Benny Hanna's. Said hello again. I was like, wait a minute. And then he came to another restaurant. I was like, wait a how's this guy know where we are at all times, you know? One day I went to my hotel room and he was in there and uh, he's with several people. And then he then he let me know what, what he wanted and uh, he wanted to get some points off the record, uh, Isaac Baby. And um, I felt a little threatened. He didn't really come out and just say, you know, shit. Oh, shit. Shit. I'm still learning YouTube shorts. I fuck. You good? You good? You know, hey. <laughs> Yo, you can't, you can't have the best edits around. You know hey, what I'm bro. You know what I mean? But bro, that's wild though. Yeah, bro. Suge was a bad motherfucker. But Suge was intimidating. I, that's what I've always heard. Like even with the stories when it comes to Tupac. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Suge was just like. Just this big ass dude that just literally demanded like a lot of shit from you, <laughs> or like not demand, but like he would willingly, you know, inflict force. Like he's. I I don't understand how. Uh, I feel like like record labels still do that shit today. Like they nowadays they just catch like the artists on some like fuck shit. Like whether like their hands are like in the cookie jar, however it is, whether it's like sexually with drugs, whatever. Mm. I feel like they just catch them in a bad position in order to exploit them. And if it's not that, then they definitely exploit them through like their knowledge or their lack of knowledge, like within the reading the fine print of a contract, bro. Because like going back to what we were saying, everybody's looking for an escape, so they sit here, they see this fucking contract, they don't read between the fine lines, and then they end up having like. They, they get, like, prorated all this fucking money, but then they end up having to work for, like, the record label. And then all of their shit, like, they don't get no money, like... You know, it's crazy you say that, too, because um, I feel like one of the examples could be, like, recently, I saw this one video, well, it was a while back, of whenever Glorilla, whenever she first got signed by Yo, Yo Gotti. Yeah. She was on the plane and everything like that with Yo Gotti. I mean, I think it was a private jet, his private jet. But she signed a deal, whatever, like that. And I think the deal was worth, like, $7 million. But I'm thinking, too, like, yeah, you just signed this $7 million deal. But you kind of just signed this contract to, like, give your... Right. To work for this man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got that $7 million on you. But, yeah, you... you I mean, you had to go to work tomorrow, type. You yeah. had to come in, and we're going to make this money off of you. Yep. And look at her now. 
I mean, you look at Glorilla now, shit. Everybody knows who she is. And see, like, that's and she's what, steady dropping shit. That's what irritates me about like this generation because this generation they see artists like uh, Glorilla, or they see like Erica Banks, for example. Like, she's a local, like you know, Dallas artist, right? Mm-hmm. And she's made it pretty big, you know. Yeah. Um, dated finesse two times or whatever. Like, you know, it's like she's doing good. That's funny though, because finesse two times says she ain't he ain't never date no bitch that's more masculine than him. Which is, and we we're gonna talk about. We, you want to talk about that? No, no, no. Okay, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. I, no, no, I just no, no. know finesse. Can we talk about? I just that? know finesse two times. Can like we talk about that. Subject? I feel like he a real ass nigga. So for him to say like something too. like that, like I, was I feel like, like that too. I feel like that's a common problem within <laughs> this. This. All right, all right, but back on where we, we are. We going. gotta get on it. Bro. All right, okay, all right, all right. Don't let me forget. We like 15 minutes in, right? I think we 15 minutes in. So I think we good on time. We good on time. Uh, anyway, like they signed these fucking contracts now. You know, you don't know how many appearances they got to do, what they got to do, how they got to do it, where they got to do it. Like, going to the club, like, something like that. Like, shit, we have hard days going to work sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, working a regular person job. Yeah, yeah. No offense to us reggies, but, like, we, we got like, to wake up, accept the bullshit, get paid a lot less than what, like, these celebrities and entertainers are making. And I'm not trying to feel bad for them because, like, you know, they got to do it with a headache and all that shit. But what I'm getting at is, is this generation does not see that side of it. They only see the good shit. Like, yeah, like y'all got y'all cameras on me. Yeah, they get, they see the finished oh, yeah. product. The yeah. only shit that that's real right now, unfortunately, but I like it and my eyes are kind of stuck to it because it's like watching a fucking car crash in slow motion is the Krishan Rock and the Blueface shit. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, that's some real shit. Like, people need to soak that in. Like, that is... Like, and no offense to, like, Blueface if I ever, like, come across your path, but, like, that's toxicity and not being happy in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's... Like, for that's, real, for real. I mean, that's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on, and, like, I, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We True. don't know what's a, what's available in the public eye, but the public perception is, man, that's that, that sucks. No, nah, I mean, I wouldn't... I mean, no disrespect to him, but, like, eventually it's got to over. It's got to end. Yeah, so... Like, I mean, I'm not going to keep dealing with that, especially if, like... <laughs> you know she wants to be like huh like hitting you and stuff like that dude like hit i think i think what um i think she like hit him across the head with a henny bottle yeah or something that's, like yeah, that's too much and like see, dude that right there alone is like hey like but see that's like that's <laughs> another side of this fame shit is publicity bro like y'all gotta be ready for that bullshit y'all gotta be ready for how it makes somebody that you may not even fully know feels but like i kind of digress bro like and i want to say one thing too what what you got bro i I feel like i feel like they fish for it or krishan rock and blueface obviously they know what they doing well you know what i'm saying getting their name out there but i remember on the no jumper podcast i i was i was tying my shoe i think one time just getting ready to go somewhere and then youtube video in and then it was the krishan rock and blueface Podcasts that come up, and I'm like, all right, what the fuck? So I'm tying my shoes and shit, still watching it. Should have just left. And all of a sudden, they go to Krishan Rock, and they're like, we have the hottest couple here today. Krishan Rock and Blueface. And then you see Krishan Rock, and she's like, and then uh, the lady there was like, what's going on? Like, why are you acting so emotional right now? Instigating. Like, already feeding to it. And then she's like, Christian's like, Oh, like, I'm just feeling really emotional, you know, like, I don't know if I'm pregnant, I don't know if, like, it's just, I'm like, see... But see, that's just too much for, like... After that, after she said all that, though, I said, okay, I said, these niggas are, like, 
they they're they being seen. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like and then I didn't even watch it, but you see on social media <laughs> she's getting kicked out. Like <laughs> like later on in the damn podcast, she's getting kicked off the damn she's like, bro, get her out of here. Like I mean, cause at one point it's like, bro, like it's that's a lot, bro. It is a lot, bro. It really is, man. And like men can deal with so much, dude. Boy. Men can deal with a lot, but you boy, if we that? get boy. If a woman come at me like that, dog, I'm you dipping, talk dude. About it, Blake? I'm dipping, bro. Uh, I'm, you want to talk about it, bro? I mean, what we could get, we could get to the personal side of the podcast, bro. It's, I mean, it's been twenty minutes, bro. I mean, shoot, bro, we can get to like them them talks, man. Shit, you want to hit back to the finesse two times real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. About uh, that? a woman being too masculine. I mean, what is your viewpoint on that, bro, whenever you saw that? Okay, so, like, I've had an experience where I did date a woman that would... I've dated, like, two women that were very masculine. <laughs> I may have dated... I've, like, I've had one. You know what I mean? I've had one. So, and I don't mean masculine as far as looks. Like, they looked feminine as fuck. They were beautiful. But... She was... She was, it was crazy, because mine that I had, she was tall, and she definitely was built. You know, built. <laughs> when I like say... Stacked. I mean, stallion, dude. Yeah. But, like, it's also, like, damn. Like, how could you be so damn masculine? Right. <laughs> like, so fun. Just trying to just impact just with force. It's like, shit. I was I was definitely uh, scared a lot of those times. Because, nigga, I was definitely not sexually advanced as I was, am now. Right. And there's something to that. Like, you know, like, I ain't going to cap. I kind of like a little Abby Anderson. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know who Abby Anderson is? I don't think I do. Abby Abby Anderson is the uh, the protagonist antagonist in Last of Us Two. Like the the muscular. She kind of. I ain't played Last of Us Two yet, so. Yeah, bro. The the show is kind of doing really good from what I hear. No, bro. Hey, hey, dude. You watched it? Oh, bro. I'm I'm caught up ahead. (gasps) No, damn. Episode tonight. Hey, it's look, Sunday. I have not watched it. I don't have HBO Max, but um, it's on, good. Bro. On the topic of masculine women, yeah, sorry. Let me show you Abby real quick. She's the one that, like, that's her right there. Oh no, 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 no. She, that's a singer. That's a singer. She that's is definitely, so freaking small. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> she's beautiful though. Abby Anderson, the singer, is beautiful. But no, Abby Anderson, the video game character. This is. This is her, bro. Oh, Abigail. Wow. Yeah. Do you play as her? Yes. Oh. She's strong. She's strong as fuck. She real built. But, uh... Damn. I actually don't even want to see the last of us, too, because I'm so caught up in fucking... I'm so caught up in this show right now. But it's so crazy, bro, because... Yeah, I hate to get off subject and get no, off no, subject no. real quick. No, I got you. We'll stay so, up. Last of Us, um... I was playing. I played the game. Like I'm playing the game right now too. It's been a long time, obviously, but bro, the show is spot on. It's spot on with the fucking video game. Yeah. Like I watched the first three episodes of the, you know, of the show and everything, and then, um, and then motherfucking, uh, <laughs> you got me, nigga. I'm about to do this, but you finna spoil some shit. Oh no! no! You know what? You know what? I just really. Yeah, but no, nah, but um, Last of Us, bro, like, it's spot on with the video game. Yeah. Like the show, it it follows through with the video game, bro. It's crazy. It does. Like it does. seeing like the buildings and seeing how 
everything kind of falls out. It's like, dude. I mean, of course, some things are a little off, you know, from the show, but they have to. Right, but it's like, damn. Like, it's good. You know, from what I hear, uh, where they're at, the episode that they're on, or no, it's episode four tonight, right? Right, right. So, episode three, I heard gave a side character a lot of backstory, and it was good. Yes. It was good. And, like, I heard that, uh, like, the character in in the show, like, I ain't seen it yet, but fuck it. Like, I heard that character is, um, what's his face from, uh... Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, a gay guy. Yeah. But, like, they do a great job of, like, like... Putting everything together. Yeah, putting everything together and then making homosexuality, like, not a thing, but making them just normal people. Normalized. Straight up, bro. Yeah. That's really what it was, dude. Because, like, whenever you're watching the show and you're watching that certain scene, whenever, like... He's he's in his like you know he's in his gated community and stuff like that, and he gets a buzzer and it's a guy who fell in his hole. It's yeah. not a screamer, you know. It's not no zombie or anything like that. Yeah. And he picks him up. He helps him out and shit. And like he cleans him up, gives him a place to stay. Like he's open. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. dude's like there for him. And then like after a while, you know they're going through, and then they start playing the piano and. I hear That's it's when, tasteful. It's not no broke back mountain. It ain't shit. no broke back mountain, bro. Like it's like, really not something. to be offensive. And I, I know people have their uh, their beliefs and yes. like they stick to how they feel about certain things. But the the point that I'm making and we support the LGBTQ community. I didn't say that wrong. Anyway, I didn't say that wrong. Bro. Yeah. Um. Mm. No, chill, bro. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. I didn't chill, say it. Bro. I ain't say it wrong, right? Chill. I, I shouldn't chill. have played the boxing. Bro. You shouldn't have. I'm sorry. What are you looking for right now? Nothing. Being a joke because this is a comedy podcast, right? Um. Anyway, uh, no, like what what I was getting at is like you may have your own beliefs about like what's right and what's correct and who should be with who or whatever. But what I'm getting at and the point that I'm making that HBO that I heard supposedly that they did really well with episode three was um they didn't make the whole they didn't make the episode about them being gay like it, it wasn't bro. it wasn't about that at all and it was a lot more, of yeah a lot of tv shows make that the thing and you can tell when they sell out when they do it you know what i'm saying like or when it's disingenuous mm. and like when i heard that bro it, it like it's kind of like close enough on cartoon like on cartoon network and that's good mm. like they don't make like gay a stigma you know what i'm saying and yeah. when you normalize it in that sense of fashion i think that is cool because Disney has a very bad way of forcing it. Not to get su- super off topic. I know we were talking about, like, you know, well, a woman being masculine. Right, right. But no, <laughs> like, go back to the episode three. Like, give me your synopsis, man. Oh, dude. Um, you know, man, the way they, like, the way they portrayed that, the back dude's character, man. And I'm not going to lie to you either, man. Like, I I don't know the disease that um, the dude from Parks and Red robbed. Um, I don't know, because his partner... Yeah. Who he was with. Eventually, you know, it fast forward to present time. And then, like, when it fast forward to present time, he was sick. His partner was sick. I don't know what he had. It looked like he had, like, polio or something. But he was pale in a wheelchair. Like I think it was lupus. It Was was it lupus? I think it was lupus. And, think, and, and it was kind of sad, bro, because he was just like, it wasn't a cure before this, you know, yeah. shit being. Which is real so as fuck. Yeah, it's like, shit. damn. So, like, yeah. when he said that, I was like, well, fuck, man. Like, that's some deep ass shit. Yeah. But the way he went out, bro... The way the way both of them went out, cause like the, he left the, Joel a note, didn't he? Yeah, he left he left Joel a note and everything like that. But they both went out the same way. 
And I when I when I was watching it with my girl, we were like, we were lugging him. We were both kind of thinking like, I think he's gonna kill himself too. Like because the dude with lupus, he already like had it in the back of his mind that he was gonna kill. You know, like he was like, I'm tired of living like this. You know. Yeah. So when he said that, he was like, so like, you need to make sure. And like, dude, and that scene particular, bro, when they tried those strawberries, they they had grown these fresh strawberries, bro. And when they took a bite of them strawberries and they just started laughing, I was like, I know them strawberries good as fuck. <laughs> I know them strawberries is fresh in a bitch. And like, yeah. And she li- and then they live a note. And I, um, they also talk, they bring up Tess. I like how badass the note is, bro. Yeah. Like, he says, I used to hate the world and I was happy when everyone died. <laughs> but I was wrong because there was one person worth saving. That's what I did. I saved him. Then I protected him. That's why men like you and me are here. We have a job to do. And God help any motherfuckers who stand in our way. Yeah. Bro, that's like the most badass. No, straight up, dude. Straight up. I leave you all of my weapons and equipment. Use them to keep. And I don't know what he says after that. He says, well, the letter was meant for for Joel and Tess to see. Ah. But, you know, Tess ends up getting infected. Mm -hmm. And then, you know. We're sorry if we're spoiling this. Yeah, we hey. played the video game, y'all. Like yeah. I played one and two. It's They're been, both awesome games. Yeah, they man, y'all. Game of the year, right? Am I not mistaken, right? Number two. Number first one. one. Um, it may have been. It may have been, dude. When I played Last of Us, I think I was like sixteen, seventeen, and that game was amazing. Bro. Dude, I mean, like, bro, the way like you can just kind of like, like get in fights and then combat and like yeah. use the, the world kind of like as you're like the realism and fighting oh dude man it's it's for real bro that's why I, I hate the zombies cause I, they're fucking overpowered as fuck yeah I do appreciate <laughs> Naughty Dog I hate the developer. I yeah. really do bro I really do Naughty Dog is uh, really tough but uh no going back to the topic of uh, uh, a over over masculine female right like uh, I I do like a woman to be tough, but not masculine. I think there's a difference. Like a huge all right, what's well, up? Uh, I need you to elaborate. Some people may not know. What okay. You mean by that. So like masculine is straight like a man, and like, and I mean like m- like manly mannerisms. You know what I mean? There's a difference between being a strong, a strong woman and a masculine woman. You know what I mean? Like masculine means like you're like a man. I was going to do the boxing noise. Oh. Hey, man, you, you got the soundboard if you want it, bro. By all means. But no, um, yeah, bro, like, I, 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 I like a strong woman. A masculine woman is somebody that reminds me of y'all. You know what I mean? And I don't mean, like, they look like y'all or they dress masculine or nothing like that. It's not like they wear, like, some fucking, like, some, uh. Tell me out. What are the some Timberlands or some shit? And some Tim's, jeans yeah, and like Tim's is a fucking blue muscle tee. I'm being very stereotypical right now, by the way. But what's you got against New York niggas? <sighs> it's mm. not the New York niggas, bro. No, I fuck with New York. Yeah. It's the New York women, bro. Oh. No offense, but I've seen some New York women that are like very masculine, but they look good. They are beautiful. They are extremely beautiful. But the thing is, is there's a you don't know if they're a product of their environment either. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I feel like you can tell. Kind of like like somebody who's hood and somebody who's pretending to be hood, mm. in a sense. Like, True. 
But no, like, anyway, masculine and strong. Like, masculine, like I said, you're like, you, you act like a man. Like, I'm not saying you got to sit here with your legs crossed or anything because you're female. But, like, right. if I come up to you and, like, you dap me up. Like, I believe in equal rights, but it's just, it's it's kind of weird. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if a woman just dap me up like a nigga, I'm right. be like, okay, all right, she played basketball. She played basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if she like, she, I would she say, tough. <laughs> she forward tough. You know what I'm saying? If you got a woman that's rolling the backwood, mm. she is too masculine. Are we really for to play this game? Hey, are we? For I, the- I, I've been. I, you know, it's crazy now because like I don't been with women that's not masculine, but boy, when they do some shit like that, that's some shit that you can't come back from with me. No more now. How many other niggas have you rolled that backwood for? I'm like, bro, you got to learn how to pearl these holes somewhere. Yeah. Nah, um, I do also understand there's over-masculine women because of, like, like, uh, over-compensation from the father in their life. Or the lack of father in their life. It goes both ways. Like, you can have, you can yeah, you can spend a lot of time with your dad, maybe too much time, and maybe you have brothers and stuff like that, and you kind of just pick it up. That, that That's one way. There's true, also, true. you don't have a male role model in your life, and you end up developing that. Through like, other males that yeah. really aren't fully developed. Yeah, either. Or that, grown, or grown and having like their own, you know, being mature and having their own clear thoughts. Yeah, are you developing from a... Uh, just it's just a like a protective like self defense mechanism. You know what I'm saying? True. And like I'm not I'm not trying to speak for women, but that's just my take on the shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, women also too, man. It it, it becomes a fine line whenever they respect you too. Because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when a woman respects you, you know, or even has like like they can have that soft side with you type, or like they can have one of those talks where it's like, yeah, like you know, I actually like enjoy doing something like this and. Doing things like that, but there's there's also a lot of women that overdo it. Like I had a shoddy and she 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 she's she's from Louisiana and I don't know what the fuck is going on in New Orleans, Louisiana like that, but like she tough as fuck, bro. She she is masculine. Like, yeah, she she like she she told me what's up nigga. Like and I don't mean like in a feminine way like there is a feminine way that women can say what's up nigga like you know what i'm saying but like she said it so close to that of like almost like a homie hold on we're gonna take a pause real quick because my boy guzman calling hold on all right we're back had to take a quick little break receive a phone call from my boy guzman that is a long ass sound. That is, I did effect. not Jesus. know it was gonna sound all like that. Sheesh. It went for a long time. But you know what? That's that's the, we gotta have the toilet sound effects because we are the shit at the Lonely Stoner podcast. Woo! With no toilet paper. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's nah, a lot. we definitely got toilet paper over here. This ain't COVID. Yeah. Oh. I repeat all those people. Love y'all. Yeah, bro. 
Yeah, toilet paper shortages is no joke. Anyway, now nah, going back to the topic of masculine women, uh, you know, like I, I do like a strong woman, and a strong woman encompasses just being able to support herself, being independent, you know, um, having her own values. Yeah, being able to survive, like not being dependent on a nigga. Don't get me wrong, like as a man, like our job, like naturally, we want to be the protectors or whatever. But we need some reprogramming and some tweaking done because a lot of shit's changed. True. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit, I'm sure, whatever, when uh, Guzman gets here. But, uh, nah, bro, uh, what the fuck was I saying? You know what, bro? Let's switch it up real quick. You want to switch it up, bro? I want to switch it up, man. What you want to talk about, man? What do you feel like, as a man, how do you, what do you think, like, your most important role is to have? In life? No, not not more so in life, but like as far so as like in day to day, like just throughout the day, you know, like you wake up, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you have a certain goal or do you have like, you know, that certain thing that like really sticks out day to day that you really like, you know, like want to spread or like want to give to the world? Because like, a lot of the times, bro, like I be seeing it, man. And like I notice some dudes like they don't. They don't respect nobody until they, like, earn or unless they get the respect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people are like that. Like, you got to get respect. You got to give respect in order to get respect. Yeah. And, like, I'm kind of learning something like that, too. It's more so, like, yeah, if you start getting disrespectful, you start getting, like, all, like, wow. It's like, I'm just not going, you know what I'm saying, want to do that. Because, like, I ain't like that. So, why would I want to hear that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, if anything, at the end of the day, it's respect all the time. Yeah. And I feel like that's what my thing is too is, is me you know what i'm saying like i always respect somebody you know what i'm saying like no matter who it is but the minute you come you know disrespect me that's when it's a problem so what's your question again one more time bro? run about me one more yeah time. bro i kind of got lost it's probably the drink nah it's all good what was the question bro and <laughs> so every day when you live like you know well like day what's to my day role? Life, what's your role like what do you feel like there, your I mean, most important role is shit being uh for you, you know, not for anybody else. Not for anybody else? For you, personally. Shit. One of many. One of many, bro. One of many? One of many. You I guess like, is the best way to describe it. You feel like you wanted them few. No, 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 no. You should. You should feel like you him. Well, no, I mean, like, there's many roles that, like, as men, we got to play. You know what I'm saying? True, like, true. I feel like we got to go in. We got to be an employee. Or we could we got to be a boss. We got to be an employee, or we got to be a boss. Uh, we got to be a father. We got to be a leader. Shit, we got to be a coach. That's what I mean by many roles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to like interpret your question, bro. Because I'm like, yeah, just what role, fuck my question, bro. No, 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 no. No, no, no I mean no, like no, as far no. as like the way I like just put it out there. It no, was like, off the dome. No, it's good. Like it's a good question. Like. It's really me just, like, fucking overanalyzing shit. But uh, I would say that my my most important role, bro, is just being me, bro. Mm. Because, like, and I don't mean to say that in a cocky or nonchalant way. What I mean by being me, by being you, that is your contribution, not to you, but also, like, the universe, bro. Because there's only one you. Like, Sent, like ideally there is only one you know, until we start cloning motherfuckers but even if we clone motherfuckers like you gotta think about it 
they don't have like what is it your soul or your spirit you know what i'm saying yeah what what is you you know your personality all that shit they may have people like you and all that shit and like i feel like uh that that's the type of shit that be making it hard to uh like for example like uh move on in relationships and shit is because that you you experience like certain of course you experience like bullshit with like women you know what i'm saying wow. like you experience said bullshit with women or whoever your partner is but you experience the said bullshit but you also experience these moments these exclusive good moments that you have with them that once you have it with them, if you are to experience the same thing with somebody else, you're going to forever, not forever think about them, but it's not going to be original. Hmm. But like what I'm getting at is, is like uh, that that's that 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 that's that that contributes to you. You know what I'm saying? Your experience in the universe, like you being you. Hmm. So like. If. I am uh, Tyler, the podcaster, but I'm I'm the father. My most important role is being the father, like because mm-hmm. like that's really what's going into the like going into the world. Yeah, the podcast will exist. So that's cool. That's fine, and dandy. But like my kid going into the world is what really represents my uh, your hustle, man. I guess everything, bro. Because, yeah, I was like, gonna say everything. To be that, honest, yeah, bro. that's what's gonna go into generation to generation into generation to generation, bro, and be instilled throughout, vice versa from my mom. So I think like that's the most important role to me as far as just being who I need to be for that. Because like you could be like the nigga for your homies, of course. You know what I'm saying? But like that's not gonna. I mean, that that might, like, you might be the nigga to your homies, and you might instill lessons in your homies, and that's cool, and they might instill lessons in their kids that you teach them, and that's cool. But, like I said, it depends on what you prioritize as your direct role into the universe. And mine is, like, being my kid's father, because, like, that's the most instant, the most quickest one. Like, hmm. if I sit here and I'm a dick, or whatever the case may be, if I'm an asshole... And my kid ends up being an asshole or fucking twisting a squirrel's head off or some stupid shit like that. I don't even know why. Like, I thought Did you say that. twisting a squirrel's head off? I don't know, dude. I didn't want to say Did shooting you, up a school or some shit. Like, I feel like that say, was darker, but that was the lighter. I of just the imagine shit. the Pokemon Squirtle getting like his head. Like, See, I'm sorry. Twisted off. I'm sorry. I like Squirtle. I like Squirtle. Squirtle, too. Squirtle. I like Squirtle. Man. I don't like Pikachu. What's the what's the what's the leaf, dude? Had uh, to get Bulbasaur? Bulbasaur. 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 That's a great name, bro. It is, bro. It's a great Would name. You name your kid Bulbasaur. Fuck no. Okay, then. I probably make it a nickname. It ain't that great. I'm making a nickname though. Like Bulbasaur. Why would, you, why would you call your kid Bulbasaur? I mean, he'd have to be like maybe eating grass or something. <laughs> Hopefully, he ain't doing that shit though. Your <laughs> son of vegetarian. You Boy, I ain't walk. I walk outside. That nigga just. Eating grass, I'll be like, get your ass inside, boy. <laughs> what you doing out here, nigga? <laughs> this nigga said I want to. gonna be like, what the fuck is a Bulbasaur? You're just a Bulbasaur. He gonna try to spell it, put it in the... <laughs> he can't spell it. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur, we're eating grass and shit. Hey, man, that's what this generation, bro, they gonna be naming, like, their kids after, like, shit like that. Like, oh, for real, bro. Your name gonna be, like, uh, Alan Goku. Johnson or something. I don't know. 
But Mike Krillin. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Krillin. <laughs> Mike Krillin. Hey. But nah, bro, um, what do you feel that is the uh, most important role that you play in your life, bro? I would say right now for me, man, it would be like, I would say being a friend, man. Yeah. Because at the end, of, like, I mean, not the end of the day, but I've learned, bro, that like a lot of situations, man, that like whenever somebody's really feeling lonely or really ain't got nobody and shit like that, like they really just want somebody to talk to or like need that friend like anything, bro. So like, I definitely try to make it a priority to like try to hit back my friends as quick as I can, man, because like, you know, it could be my last time talking to them. Yeah. Or like, God forbid that happening, obviously, but it, I mean, simple situations like that, man, because like, I've been in those situations where like, you talk to somebody one day and then they gone. Yeah. You're next. And it's like, same. Wow. It's like, shit could be so fast and shit could be so simple. Yeah. And be over in an instant. You ever lost somebody at a super super young age? Like, what's yeah. the youngest you've ever? I, and I'm not trying to make it a dark right or anything like that. Yeah. But what's the youngest you remember experiencing like a uh, a death, like going to somebody's funeral, for example? Uh, I believe it was when I was four, bro. Four? Yeah, it was Dude. wait, nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, oh one. Uh, that was it was my great grandpa, bro. Oh. I mean, he died of a heart attack at a Rangers game with my aunt and my my brother, my older brother. But um, I went to the funeral and everything, and then I was kind of delusional, you know, four-year-old kid not really paying attention or anything like that. Yeah, that's like a that. lot for a four-year-old to process. And then, bro. you know, you get you get home, and then you like, so where's Papa Ozzy? You know, like, when's Papa Ozzy coming back? Oh, like you were yeah, at the Rangers just, game with him? No, no, no. This is me, like after the funeral, like after like, you know, days on. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, where's Papa Ozzy? Like, where's Papa? Like, where, when are you coming back? Like, you like, never talked to You know, I death. never really talked about death. I right? never really dealt with anything like that, like not being able to see somebody again. Yeah. So, like, whenever I'd bring that up, and they'd be like, like, he's gone. Like, yeah. he, he's gone. I'm like, what do you just mean he's gone? Like, <laughs> Where does this nigga go? Like, like where could he have gone? Like, That's he ain't just, laugh, like, right? he ain't, not nah, for real. Yeah. Like, where he just gonna go? Yeah. Like, he got his family here. Like, you say that as an adult. He loved yeah. us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, why would he leave? But it's like, oh, you actually gotta get sat down and actually, like, get walked through this thing called life. Yeah. Because, like, bro, it's. So you realize that at a young age. Yeah, just... bro, that's why, like. I, I don't know, man. Like, I've always kind of just kept my, not my distance, but always just had, like, just kind of like a smile, bro. Somebody to talk to, bro. I, like, I, I give I, you that. Like, just having that, that good attitude, man, because, yeah. like, shit could be different, bro. Yeah. All the time. You know, that's one that's one quality that I've always, like, enjoyed about you, bro. You've always seemed like somebody that put an emphasis on, like, the life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... The older you get, the more you experience it, the more you do, like, kind of, like, it does kind of put, like, emphasis, like, on uh, checking in on people and, like, yeah. you know, like, spending time with people, you know what I'm saying? The more you experience, like, tragedy and loss, yeah. 
the older you get. Especially the older you get. Like, it's never easier to process. Like, oh, dude. Death never is an easy thing to process. It's, it's something that, you know, it'll never, you can never process it, man. Yeah. At all. And it's crazy, bro. Um, Dang, dude. I was watching this movie with my girl. And I forgot what the movie was called, but it was this widow. And supposedly, like, the widow, um, like, her husband that died had, like, a fetish to Burnett's and everything like that and stuff like that. So he made, like, a whole nother house. Like, because he was an architect, so he fucking architect his own house. But he made a replica, like, a mirror house. Kind of crazy. Fucked up. He'd take bodies there. Fuck the girls. Kill them. Leave them underneath the bed. Okay. Shit was wild. All right. But... The moral of the story is she le- that dude left him a note and says, you're right. In the end, there really is nothing left. It's true. And then the, what she meant by that is because she, when she was 17 or something, she got into a, a car wreck where she like was falling down a mountain. And she said both of her lungs had collapsed. Like her chest, like ribs was broken. Like everything was crushed. Like... So she was dead for technically, I think, like they said, like an hour, an hour and 27 minutes she was dead for. And they brought her back. Yeah. But they kept asking her, like whenever people found out her story and found out what happened, like, so what? Like, what did you see? Like, what happened? And she was like, nothing. Yeah. Every, she said everything went blank. She said, I, she said I, it was nothing. She was like, no light at the end of the tunnel. She said, nobody picking you up. Raising you, she said, darkness, nothing. Yeah. And when she said that, I was like. (coughs) 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 Fuck. (laughs) That's dark as shit. (laughs) Like, God damn, bro. bro. No, I was like, it's like, because I mean, that does happen to people. Yeah. You know, you you, you end up, you know, heart failure and shit and get the heart back to working and pumping, which is really scary. But man. But I mean. In that, like, if all there is is darkness, and I'm not saying that hopefully that is what it is, but there has to be some type of peace within that. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're finally able to get rest. True. And you don't know what's coming. So then there's an anticipation of what's to come forward, and you don't know how long your sleep ever. You know what I mean? True. You know? So. That's very true. There is, um,. Damn, who was I talking to? Uh, it's funny that we're talking about death now, but damn, this is depressing. But no, uh, I was talking to my like my little uncle about it, and, um, <laughs> and he's not like a or ew, he's not like a small person or nothing. But he's a um, he's just young. He's a lot younger. But anyway, he's like 22, 21. But anyway, uh, I asked Cam like, what do you think happens after death? He was like, well, shit, like, when you die, how do you know you're dead? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that's deep. <laughs> Fuck. Nah, I mean, that's just, you got a point, though. Yeah. You won't really know. Yeah. But no, um, I, I like, also on the subject of death, I think that's why your role as a person is so important in the universe, bro, because once you're gone, like your lessons your experiences that goes to live on through people so that's why you have to make a good impact like you're not obligated to by no means am i trying to sit here and like 
shock people into doing the right thing. But like, mm-hmm. bro, you only got as far as we know, we only have one life. True. So like, why not spend it like paying it forward? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even paying it forward, man, but just living every day. Yeah. Like it's the last, dude. Yeah. Cause like, bro, it's. There's so much to do. Yeah. <laughs> so much just to see, man. Ugh. I am not getting sad. That is definitely the hypnotic right there. Yep. Fuck, in my chest. <clears throat> but no, um... Oh, dude. And that's what's crazy, man, because, like... I done been to another country, but, nigga, I ain't been to all 50 states. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. But then again, it was cool. Yeah. It was experience. Because not a lot of people went to, like, Germany either. Right. No one, no one goes to see those things, man. So that was pretty cool. But, man, like... I definitely got to see the states first, man, mm-hmm. before I like go do anything else, bro. So I think that's gonna be my next focus. Yeah, it'd be same. like traveling, man, just traveling state, bro, cause or traveling the United States, cause man, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's just a free country, but I'm gonna say, man, like shoot, it's it's possibilities, bro. There is, there is, and there's something to what you're saying at the beginning. It, it is a free country, and like, you know, don't, don't. I'm not saying don't experience life and don't be scared to go to other countries. Just know if you go to another country, don't be carrying your same demons or bullshit with you. Like, you know, if you smoke weed, don't be going to another country trying to smoke weed because if you don't know their rules or their customs about the shit, your ass can end up stuck in jail for life. But that's why it's an important thing to go back to, like, the conversation of um, exploring the 50 states. Hmm. Like, you know your freedoms, you know your rules to some extent, going from state to state, city mm-hmm. to city. There is a less leniency, you know, but uh, yeah, man, you do have more freedom. True. Like, and I would say, too, if you know, if anyone is considering going to another country, definitely like be more open minded to falling in, like, not falling in, but like, you know, to like seeing how their culture kind of works and how they adapt to things and how things kind of happen because. I think the craziest thing for me, whenever I went to Germany, I was thinking, I was like, man, nobody over here really has guns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody over here really got guns. I mean, I know there's an army base a little further down, you know, from where I was staying at. But, shoot, other than that, man, it's like, shoot, dude. Like, oh. police got guns, obviously, but it's weird. Also, check in. I'll say, or get like a, get somebody that knows wherever you're going if you ain't unfamiliar, or if you're unfamiliar with those That's areas. Like, if you go to Chicago or some shit. Like, don't go to O-Block and go to Vaughn's Mural just because, like, I know it's appealing and you might want to do it for, like, the gram or whatever Snapchat or whatever social media platform you want for the clout. But your ass can end up dead in these streets, man, being in the wrong place at the wrong time wearing the wrong shit. So, I like, told the Gio, our barber, you know, he's from Chicago. Facts. So, like, he told, I asked him because he was playing some little Dirk and then he would go, like, to some other kind of rap and stuff. And I'd be like... So say, bro, like, do they really fuck with Dirk in Chicago? He was like, it's 50-50, bro. I was like, damn, for real? He was like, you know, there's a lot of gang violence, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of gang activity that goes on in uh, Chicago. I was like, nah, I, b- I believe you, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen it. I've seen it like I've seen it. You know, niggas dying and shit. Yeah, I've seen the videos. Yeah. 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 Shit, 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 shit. Yeah. Well, shit, man, it's been a good hour. On the podcast, bro. It's been 55 minutes, nigga. Uh, all right, nigga. All right. We got five minutes, man. You want to do five minutes of bullshit, my nigga? <laughs> nah, you want to spin the wheel? Minutes. You want to spin the wheel? Dude, spin the wheel, bro. All right, you got some... Let me see if I can I find it. this shit. And shoot. Excuse me. 
This is brought to you in part by. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let me see. Conversation wheel. I think this is what it was. They got uh, stories. We should tell like some crazy, crazy story. Oh, I should tell the story about Ray. Uh, about me and Guzman. Just kidding. I done fucked up and said his name already. But he ain't here though to defend himself. But I don't really give a fuck. Fuck, fuck Ray. This man here, bro. So me go. We go into the club, right? And in the strip club. Oh yeah. Like that. Yeah. All you, right, you. all right, y'all. Wait, 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 wait. All right, we gonna need another ten minutes, y'all. Let's let's give a little bit of context to this situation. We do have some shit to talk about. I thought I was going through like a writer's block, but nah, we've been going through some shit at the Lonely Stoner. Uh, in a good way. In a good. Well, I'll say this: we've been experiencing life. To go back to what we've been talking about. Big booming. Yeah. So, um, to give a little bit of pretense to the story before Blake starts, so. I went, like, my boys went to Zona Caliente, right? And uh, it was, like, the night of the Cowboys game. The Cowboys were playing the 49ers that night. Correct. And, uh, yeah, shit was going south. Bitch-ass niggas. Yeah. Uh, they got, they, they lost. It was a very silent night that night. But anyway, like, I set the stipulation. I was like, hey, bro, if the Cowboys lose, let's go to the strip club. And... Anyway, to make a long story short, I bitched out. Uh, reason being, had work the next day and also... Uh, I mean, but we also agreed on all calling in the true, next day because true, we were all sad. True, we were true. all sad and we all except agreed me, on it. Except me because I ain't a Cowboys fan. Fuck you. Uh, so, just kidding. Fuck you. Nah, uh... <laughs> Nah, so, yeah, I I mean, I tried, I tried. I, 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 well, anyway, but nah, all right, so they went to the strip club. The strip club that they went to, was this your first time going to a strip club, by the way? No, it wasn't. It wasn't? It wasn't. Uh, all right, so this was their first time going to the strip club that... Um, we were at. Yeah, which was the first strip club that I went to, which is called uh, Pandora's, kind of off of Harry Hines. And if, if you're from Texas, it really more so, if you're from Dallas and you know anything about Harry Hines, then you know. You know. But anyway, um, yeah, so like, yeah, like, all right, so start the story. Start the story about Pandora's. So, that. man, um, we get there. It's a little early on in the night. It's like 9 o'clock or whatever. And then uh, it's kind of dead. We're just sitting there chilling, you know, vibing. Drinking a little bit, just a little bit. You know, obviously the girls come, they dance in front of you and all that. They dancing on stage. So we're like, the bar, uh, dude, the bus was like, hey, man, y'all, I can leave. Y'all got a wristband. You can leave, come back whenever you want, man. Go get a drink. I was like, okay, cool. So we go outside, you know, we go smoke. Yeah. And we come back. And Ray's like, bro, I'm going I'm to do one more dance, man. Let's do one more dance, Blake. I was like, uh, I said, Ray, all right, bro, one more dance, you know. JB was already done. Like, JB was already done. I don't want to talk about JB's story, because JB's story was quick and really fucked up. Like, I'm talking about really fucked up. Matter of fact, I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you what happened to JB real quick. So, this was, this was at 9 So, this was at... <laughs> uh, we'll keep going. The, this was at the beginning of the night, right? Jakar, he said, I'm going to go back and get a dance, bro. I was like, okay, bro, bet. No, we all agreed on going to get a dance. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'll go get a dance or whatever, you know. So Jakar goes to get a dance. He comes back. He was like, hey, bro. He was like, uh, how much did uh 
how much did old girl run you for in the back? <laughs> I was like, ah, right, it was just $25. It was just $25 for a dance. And then he was like, 25? I was like, 25. He was like, 25, Blake. I said, yeah, bro. I only paid 25 for the dance. He said, bro, she ran me 75. I said, oh. Wait a second. I said, JB. Wait a second. I said, How JB. much money? Bro, he ran, she ran him She ran him 75 for a for dance. For how long? For a dance. Was, a dance? Nah, like three minutes. It was like a three-minute Holy minute dance. fuck. Bro, I was like, JB, that's so fucked up. He was like, yeah, so I'm done tonight. I was like, <laughs> okay. He was like, I mean, no, nah, because I understand. I, I felt him. I felt that because I was like, yeah, bro, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Because, like, she only charged me 25. <laughs> but then, so later on, you know, we go take a little smoke break, come back in. It's a little more, it's a little more popping now. And uh, Ray goes, he said, one dance. So we go do our one dance. I leave. Ray's still in the back. <laughs> it's like, bro, this is like a good, like six songs maybe, Tyler. Y'all, y'all separated. Y'all this, supposed to be a pack, bro. I left. I came out, right? So I came out. I sit with Jakar. And I was like, damn. I said, damn, JB. I said, I only said one dance with Ray. Ray's still back there. So I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on with Ray, bro? And then I'm like, and then this other girl comes. She's like, you want to dance? I was like, I, I, you know, one more dance, you know, and I'll leave. One more dance and I'm really done. Like, How much money are you? I'm really done. At this, point? at this point, I was like, I think I was at like 150. Oh, it was like God. 150. But I had took mine out. It was like in ones. Yeah. Oh, so God. that's why, like, what you call it. But... And then so we go to the back and everything like that. I go to the back and it just so happens that old girl sits me next to Ray, who was dancing, like, you know, she was dancing right there. So we're sitting there, I'm sitting there, Ray looks at me, he's like, Blake, I fucked up, bro. <laughs> I'm like, Ray, what do you mean you fucked up? What do you mean? This man says, You got 140, bro? I said, Wait, what, Ray? I said, you need $140? He said, yeah, bro. She charged me $300 for all the dances. I said, <laughs> I said, Ray, you mean to tell me you've been sitting back here and this girl just charged you $300? And he said, bro, he was like, bro, I got you. He said, bro, I got you as soon as we get back, bro. You know I got you. I said, Ray! been having a conversation, a full conversation with the bitch, bro. I said, Ray, what has been going on? Because, like, I'm not going to lie, you know, Pandora's, Hispanic club, they all yeah. speak Spanish. They speak Spanish. Yeah. So, Ray speaking Spanish with her, and Ray's like, bro, it's what I, she was like, bro, I, I got 160 on me, but I owe her 140. I was like, Ray, what happened? <laughs> and he was just like, bro, I guess, like, she didn't stop me after the dance. She, she didn't said, stop me. She kept dancing. Because, like, supposedly, you know, after the song is over. The girl was supposed to be like, you want another dance or not? Mm-hmm. Be like, no, nah, I don't want another dance. So that way you move on. You know what I'm saying? Quick, easy, get the fuck out the way. But, bro, when I tell you, bro, that like, dude, when he when he just laid that on me right then and there, and then the girl that was sitting on me, because it was like I was talking to him while my song was going on. So like, she's supposed to be dancing on me, but she's like, you ready for me to dance? I said, no, 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 no. I said, no, 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 because. I'm, yeah. <laughs> he needs me right now. So ain't started yet. Yeah, this song this ain't started. I mean, <laughs> this I'm doesn't like, Please count. hold on. Please wait for this. 
gosh. But bro, when I, I tell like you, this, bro, bro, when I tell you, bro, that I just was like getting that dance, and I was just like, I can't believe this nigga. Like I can't believe this nigga Ray, man. And it was, it was funny, bro. I ain't gonna lie. It was funny, cause we had got, <laughs> we got back, and it was the next day. He was like, "Here you go, bro." He's like, "My bad, dog." I was like, "I mean, you got you pay me back now, nigga." Yeah. It's just that you just need to watch what you're doing, nigga. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. she just, because not to mention, I mean, if she charged him three hundred and Ray was getting dances before we went out for a smoke break. Yeah. Ray, Ray dropped some grip. Yeah, so Ray <laughs> told me, he said, bro, uh, not to put my nigga on Front Street, but my nigga straight up said, he's like, bro, because uh, remember, I called you. I called your ass, and I said, hey, bro, uh, how was the strip club? Should have went, bro. <clears throat> Should have went. That was your response, nigga. But after hearing your, after hearing your experience in particular, I'm gr- I'm glad. It was I'm crazy. glad, nigga. I almost sold a little bit of my crypto, It was nigga. crazy, bro. It's wild, dude. Because, like, man. Jeez. Yeah. Nah, uh, Guzman, bro. My nigga Guzman. I said, how much money you spend, bro? Because, like, I was chilling with him. And that nigga said, $600. <laughs> I said, huh? What the fuck, bro? $600? Bro, Ray was oh, on one, bro. I'm telling nigga. you, Ray was on one, bro. Cause bro. I, it wasn't even that, bro. I really feel like, I mean, obviously, old girl fucked him over by like not telling him the dance was over and stuff. Kept dancing, but nigga should know though. That's just common knowledge. I mean, you should know, Ray, but also yeah. like, damn, bro. <laughs> Y'all, y'all got Nigga, taken advantage just, of. Bro, I mean, straight up, bro. My little like, brothers. Bro, straight up, bro. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really didn't get taken advantage of. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> because, you know what's really fucked up, too, bro? What's that? If you look back, <laughs> there's a sign above the little room, and it says, it says, for one dance, $25. Two dances, $50. Three dances, $75. And I was like... Yeah, it's twenty five a dance. It's only twenty five a dance. So yeah. for JB to only, for JB to get charged seventy five for he had one three dance. Dances. No, he only got one dance. Yeah, I was like, damn. You really had a good experience. Like, like I you, was just you, like your stripper treated you right. My strip, all my strippers basically was like, yeah, you done? You want another? Song? I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't want to give him another twenty five. I'm like. <laughs> See, like, uh, one thing that you shouldn't do, you shouldn't travel in packs, bro. But also, too, I think Jaquar messed up because uh, he had um, he had pulled out all his money. Uh, yep, that, that's morning. another thing I was yeah. going to get at. Never never show your funds when you go to the strip club, bro. Um, they going to see it. Yeah. And as soon as they see it, like, bro, as soon as you spend, like, 25, like, if you buy two dances from one, they let all the other ones know. And you mm. start getting all this other bullshit attention, bro. Like, but here's the thing, you play your cards right, and if you're charming enough, not that I've experienced this, but I've seen other niggas with enough riz, you can you can get a lot with a little. <laughs> you can get a lot with a little. With enough riz, bro. Yeah. Just with enough riz, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but bro, uh, man, it's been a good hour. That was a funny story. That's Dude, a nice I'm, way. bro, I'm telling you, bro, that was. It was a crazy experience, bro. Yeah. It was definitely cool, though. We gonna go. Cool. I'm gonna go with you one day, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, it, yeah. but you know what, bro? Fuck going to the strip club, dog. Nah, I feel that, bro. I really. If don't I'm gonna go the extra mile, I'm going. I'm. I, I want to be in the end zone. You catch my drift? 
I'm I'm a I am i do not you know when it's fourth down, I'm punting. Nah, nigga. Nah, you know how you get four downs? Like Yeah. Yeah, when it gets to like fourth and fifteen, now if it's fourth and one, I'm go for it. Just kidding, bro. This is football terms. But nah, nah, I'm punting. I'm punting. Yeah, you can't trust. You I can't just, trust. Uh, can't was, trust. So yeah, I was just talking about like going to a broad. Whoa. All right. Anyway, this is the Lonely Stoner podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is my boy Blake. In the flesh. What's your What's your new Insta, bro? I know maps. I know maps underscore. Nope. Straight. I know maps. Hey. Everything. Just no spaces. Cause I ain't fucking gappy. My 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 teeth is gap. I do have uh, a gap between my teeth. Uh, I got a gap between my teeth. All right, y'all. But hey, my shit's authentic. I got that Michael Strahan shit going on. You feel me? Respect. You know, see me, nigga. My shit sparkle. Okay. Like yep. the you know the piece of the gum that stick right there sparkle. That's why it's so like you can see it real good. See it right now because I'm smiling. Calm down with the wrist, dog. Hey, yo. Hey, hey, yo. Too much wrist, Hey, hey, don't hit my line. I ain't got that time for that bullshit. Hey, but yeah, follow I Know Maps on Instagram. Also, uh, if you guys want to have any questions, comments, conversation topics, follow TJ the Lonely Stoner. Uh, Blake, you want to put your Twitter out there, my man? Oh, man. Hit us up also, man, on Twitter. Blake underscore Maps. I'm yes, a, um, I definitely got to put something in the bio now to be like, hey, you know. Yeah, this this You know, co, co-part, co, uh, co-host. Yeah, co, man. You know what I'm saying? Something yeah. like that. Hit us up, man. You're going to talk about the sports and shit like that, man. Oh, man. Sports fanatic here. You know what I'm saying? Everything sports related. Your boy is here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What else? I think that's it, man. Hey, man. Y'all stay blessed, man. Stay blessed. Life is too short. Live. People, people going to be gone tomorrow. What are the key topics that we take away? Don't be a masculine female. Be a strong female. Uh, live life. Love live. And watch Last of Us series yes. on HBO. Yes. Yes. Good, good show. It's a great. It's a great show, guys. The video game was even better. Yep. But you already know. You already know. Sony. Naughty dog. You know BMF too. BMF looks good too. BMF is good. BMF, BMF is, is a good. fucking good power is show. Good. I give Power its credit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Power, but it's good. You know, it's good. Fifty Cent is good. Yeah, Fifty Cent is good. Yeah, as that's what AJ said. AJ said, "Bro, if Fifty Cent produced it, you should probably check it out." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> but alright, y'all. Y'all be safe. We love y'all here at the Lonely Stoner, and uh, reach for the stars. Reach for the stars. Damn. Next time on Dragon Ball Z (coughs) I mean Next time on the Lonely Stoner Podcast TJ has a new guest Is it a rapper, an athlete Or something not even of this world Find out next time (coughs) On the next episode Of the Lonely (coughs) Stoner Podcast You know We the shit here at the Lonely Stoner And I want you to know my success is our success. success.